Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome into Mondays with Matt. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. This is Matt Starkey and myself talk investing, finance, and retirement. And as the year winds down, we are going to talk about end-of-year planning tasks, some things to think about as 2020 winds down and getting into 2021. So let's get started and chat with Matt. What's going on, my friend? How are you doing today? Hi, Mark. I'm doing well. How are you today? Doing pretty good and hanging in there. The year is almost over. We've been waiting on it, and it's finally here. The uh, This crazy, goofy whatever you want to call it, year is almost done. <laughs> the year of the pandemic. <laughs> the year yes, of it is the wrapping up. I, yeah. I just made my uh, trip to the local Staples and I picked up my desk calendar for 2021. So I was excited. I was so excited, in fact, that I had to rip off December, throw away the old backing and tuck it into my new calendar because <laughs> I'm excited for this new year to begin. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, we got to set some expectations, right? I know so many of us are looking forward to the year ending and setting expectations is always a good idea when working with your advisor and advisors working with clients anyway, so that we're both on the same page and just in life in general. But hopefully too many people won't think that uh, when the ball drops uh, here in a couple of weeks, that uh, suddenly everything will be better starting January 1 in 2021. We still got a ways to go uh, with some of the problems. So it's not like it's going to be an immediate flip. But the thought is nice. We can hope. We can hope. But <laughs> there is yeah, hope. Yeah. Probably not the most realistic, but uh, we can hope for that as 2021 is uh, rolling along, it just gets better and better each day. So that'll be about yep. the best we can do. So speaking of, so let's talk about some things to think about as this year winds down and the new year begins from a financial standpoint and maybe not so much some of the other stuff. Uh, contributions, okay. maxing these things out, Matt. Is that something, folks, if they're still working and can do it? Granted, we're back into some lockdowns and some restrictions, but if they can, should they be maxing out their retirement contributions? If they can, absolutely. You know, as as your mother said, you know, put some money away for a rainy day. And um, if you've got your, your emergency fund well-funded and um, you've got extra this year, which a lot of us do, um, there was there was some good... There's some good news on the fact that um, savings rates have gone up significantly this year because mm-hmm. I think people are spending less. Um, yeah, now's a good time to look and make sure that you have maxed out your retirement plan contribution, whether you have a 401k or uh, Roth IRAs, um, traditional IRAs. If you haven't looked at that yet, or if you're think, still thinking about making a contribution, definitely want to look at that. Get as much of a tax deduction as you can off of your income and put it in your own pocket first. I call that paying yourself first, where you pay yourself into your retirement plan before you pay the government tax on your money. So that's a really, really um, fundamentally great thing to do, as well as if you have that extra, and maybe you, you haven't maxed your contributions per pay period, your your final month here is important to talk to your HR person, because they can maybe deduct more of your uh, last month, you know, your con- their contribution um, and your contribution going into the plan, if you get a bonus year in bonus or something, um, you could maybe defer all of it into the retirement plan versus taking it out. So if you're if you're not hurting for money this December, um, now's a great time to make sure that you have maximum con- contributions going into your plan. And you might even get a little employer match if you throw some extra if you're not taking all of that match. Right, so, yeah. Okay. That's all a good right. place to put it, yeah. Good place to put. All right, so now, Matt, we had the SECURE Act at the end of 2019, which gave us some changes to things 
And then they changed it even further with the CARES Act. Should we be talking with our advisors or having a conversation about how, how that may or may not have affected us? Or is that should hopefully have already been done? Things like for the fact you didn't have to take an RMD this year, for example. Yeah, that's something if you haven't talked to your advisor yet or haven't been made aware, now's the time where a lot of people, that, that final required minimum distribution, they've been talking about taking it out. If you haven't done so, definitely please know that for 2020, um, this is a one-year, one-time deal unless they change and uh, sure, right. do something else. But well, another stimulus, one time, yeah. you don't have to take out, if you're, it used to be 70 and a half, this, this past year it changed to 72. Um, the, the IRS requires you to take out a required minimum distribution from all IRAs or 401ks or retirement plans. So if you have been accustomed to taking that out in 2020, you don't have to do that. Um, Congress is allowing an exemption. So that counts for beneficial IRAs or inherited IRAs, um, traditional IRAs, and uh, 401k plans. So if you don't need it, don't want to take it out, uh, you can skip this year. Okay. Right. There's also an opportunity to, to, if you're charitable, and we'll talk about that in a minute, um, I'll explain how qualified charitable distribution from your retirement plan can also help you minimize your taxes. So. Okay. So a couple of other good tidbits to have on your potential end of year planning task list. What about tax loss harvesting? First of all, Matt, what is it and should we be exploring possibilities for it? Yeah. Um, so tax loss harvesting, um, if you have an investment that you are in the red on, you're taking, you're going to take a loss or, or maybe it's gone down in value and hasn't come back up. Tax loss harvesting means you can sell that investment while it's down if you don't have the patience to wait it out, or if it's not never coming back, it could be doesn't have to be necessarily in the stock market, but it could be something you've lost money on a business. It could be a, um, real estate. It could be any number of of things. So if you're going to have a, a loss, you can offset your income tax by selling and get getting rid of that before the year end, and that would actually in your income side or your business, mm -hmm. you could record a loss and that would count against any income that you're going to pay taxes on. So okay. a tax loss harvesting. So if, so if I have in our business, if we had mutual funds or maybe some stocks that we bought that were not done in the best interests and now we want to get rid of those, or if we're going to, we're going to have capital gains or if we're going to have a uh, higher taxable income this year, we would, we could sell investments to reduce or mitigate some of the loss or some of the taxes by um, getting rid of assets where there is a loss involved. Gotcha. So we can offset some of those capital gains we might be looking at. Uh, yeah, and it makes that. sense in that in that term, in, or in that sense, uh, that we look at that and don't pay more taxes than we ought to. But in the sense of uh, buying and selling assets, you know, it doesn't always make sense in our mind to to sell something while we're losing. But yeah, gotcha. Um, you know, it really depends. So if you have a question about that, give us a call. Call your advisor, and definitely get. Um, an opinion on that. So. Okay. 989-401-2949 if you want to reach out to Matt at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. 989-401-2949 or go to greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. Uh, obviously, a lot of businesses and industries Matt suffered this year in 2020 uh, all across the board and charities uh, were no different. I mean, even though um, some charities like maybe food drives and things of that nature might have been getting help from folks, a lot of charitable avenues just suffered this year. So not only should you do it if it's something that you want to do that you're compelled to do to help others, but if you're going to, you can also still evaluate the options for those tax deductible contributions as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so 
with the tax cuts that went into effect a couple of years ago, they raised the individual's standard tax deduction right. from about 6000 per person to 12000 per person. So if you're a individual or, or you're married filing jointly, um, you, you, you take that first credit off the top of your taxes. Now, with the higher, when they went from six to 12000 what happened is a lot of people lost the ability to deduct donations or charitable contributions simply because they don't deduct at, you know, at least that much out of, their, out of their income. So it was a good thing um, to take a higher standard deduction, but you lost some of the charitable deductions. So as we mentioned a couple of points ago regarding required minimum distributions, if you are of the age um, where you have to take out distributions from your retirement plan, we can help you save some additional money in taxes by, um, if you're charitably inclined, like if you give to your house of worship or maybe to uh, food banks or others, um, you can actually donate part of your required minimum distribution or all of it, and uh, you can gift it right to the nonprofit organization. Mm, okay. That means you don't get a tax bill or a 1099 and have to pay tax on that money at all. Is that the, um, the, the QCD? Gov- the gov- is that what that is? QCD, yeah. yeah okay. Qualified Charitable Distribution. Mm-hmm. The government allows you to gift it directly to a nonprofit organization. And so a lot of times we'll have people even that give monthly to their church or house of worship, and we just uh, will set it up so that their monthly gift can come right from their IRA, go right into the house of worship, and um, there's no taxable event to you. You satisfy the required minimum distribution, and the charity still gets the money. So actually, if you pay taxes, let's say it's 15% for federal and and, uh, four and a quarter for state, you know, you're saving 19 and a quarter percent uh, taxes or your money is going 19 and a half, 20 percent farther by just gifting it right to the charity. Nice. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you, um, but now is a great time to evaluate contributions for charitable deductions. And if you are a giver, if you give a lot more, um, now's the best time to make those year-end donations. Talk to your accountant or CPA. Make sure that, um, you have a good idea for your income this year, the taxes that you're set to pay, and then how you could reduce or eliminate taxes altogether. Okay. Uh, This one might not affect as many people, Matt, but I'll throw it on here just to see what you think about it. And that is considering uh, the purchases that you may have done. I guess it'd probably be a little late if you had to do it now, but anything that might give you a tax credit, like if you had done, let's say, solar this year or something like that? Yes, absolutely. Um, So one one of the good things is to Work with somebody that can help you plan for tax credits. Um, ask your accountant about it. Find out if they do that. Um, sometimes it's just no. We just look at last year's. We don't right. do any tax planning. So if you want, if you work with somebody that is a tax planner, can help you plan to achieve these credits. You know, you might be able to put yeah, like solar, uh, attaching it to your mm-hmm. home or, or your business, and that you could get a tax credit. Um, sometimes if your vehicle weighs enough, you actually can get a, oh, okay, yeah. maybe, a de- maybe a deduction, maybe um, credits. But you want to, uh, yeah, anytime you can get a tax credit, that's great because it's usually dollar for dollar versus a deduction is a... Okay, um, gotcha. Yeah. And that's something that so, you could, you know, again, it's late in the year, but if it's something that's on your radar, you could certainly have, again, this doesn't have to be just for the end of 2020. It could also be to tweak the beginnings of 2021 tasks as well. So if you've been maybe contemplating solar for that example, uh, a lot of times they do marketing and advertising talking about the tax credits you can get. Just double check with your CPA and your advisor if you have one about how, just just make sure that you've got everything lined up because uh, often they do advertise those tax credits, but there's a very limited window sometimes with the different companies on when they, you know, when it's actually good. So just check some of that. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you need a good tax credit, you can always have another child, too. <laughs> <laughs> might be, yeah, short notice. Have one before the year ends. There you go. It might cost you in the long run, but it you might, get a credit now. It only costs you a million dollars, but yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, and then uh, our final one this week uh, to wrap up the show, and that is the Roth, com- uh, Roth conversion conversation, say that three times fast, uh, that uh, has been going on for a couple of years now with, the you know, looks like the potential new president coming in. Obviously, people wonder if, the, you know, with if and when we'll see tax changes, uh, you know, come down the pike. Probably not too too soon. But if you've been on the fence about doing conversions, definitely a good time to talk with your advisor about it. Absolutely, um, December is a great time. I got some, a few clients that every December we have this conversation. They're 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 looking at their income for the year. They want to make sure that if they can convert any money to from a traditional IRA or a four hundred one k plan to a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. Number one, what is it? A Roth, you pay the tax now on your money, but then it grows and accumulates and comes out tax-free down the road. A Roth conversion is where you take those traditional IRA assets where you took, where you put the money in pre-tax or you took a tax deduction to fund your IRA uh, in past years. And you, you did that with the intent that later on down the road, I think I'll be in a lower tax bracket maybe when I retire. And so I'll pay the tax then instead of, instead of now. A Roth IRA is opposite. We pay the tax on our money now, put that money away, and then later on down the road, it grows and accumulates. And if we follow the rule, um, it comes out tax-free after 59 and a half, and we've had the policy or the contract in effect for five years. So um, when you do a Roth conversion, um, the IRS has also what's called a five-year rule that you have to pay attention to. So if you're under 59 and a half and you want to retire early and you're thinking about converting They'll make sure they get their tax money. Uh, so th- there's a five-year and 59 and a half rule that's in place. If you're over 59 and a half, you've already uh, satisfied one of the, the requirements there. Um, when you do a Roth conversion, we, we, we want to find out several things come to mind. You know, First, you want to find out what tax bracket you're in. And if we convert $40,000 of our IRA that used to be tax deductible, if we convert it to Roth now, um, we have to pay the tax now on that money. And then once we pay the tax, that money grows and accumulates. And then eventually it will come out tax-free either to ourselves if we need it or to our heirs. So if you're young, I highly encourage you to start using a Roth right off the bat um, because tax-free money, when we pull out those those dollars later on down the road, as you who are taking income from traditional IRAs know, it impacts the tax that you can pay on Social Security. So if we have a tax-free vehicle down the road, that might also eliminate or reduce the amount of taxes that are going to be applied to our Social Security payments. So okay. it can have a double positive effect for you. Yeah. Um, ta- tax-free money, again, it's the best kind of money. If you're going to pass money to your beneficiaries or your heirs, using a Roth is a good way to do that as well. But if you don't want to pay all the taxes now, simply buy a life insurance policy. That's usually tax-free death benefits too. So. <laughs> well, and, and of course, we know what the tax rates are now and what they might be for a little while, but you know, we just don't know when they will. They're more than likely going up. We just don't know exactly when that might be. It's got to go you know, through Congress and all that kind of stuff. So right. we'll have to stay tuned for all that. So those are some end of the year items to consider. And of course, one final one would be if you're not working with an advisor or haven't gone in to see one, even if it's not the end of this year, getting started the first of next year, don't keep procrastinating. So reach out to Matt at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions and put that on your calendar, right, Matt? You got that new 2021 calendar. Start filling it up with some folks who need to see an advisor to start getting their plans together. Yes, we do. And um, 
I'll make a final note uh, mention on that. I also have a, a book that you should get if you're considering a Roth conversion. Okay. It just talks about tax-free retirement, but um, diffusing the ticking time bomb on your on your IRA. Mm, so give okay. me give us a call or shoot me a an email if you'd like to get a copy of our book. It talks about how to use that Roth conversion and how to uh, eliminate taxes on our retirement, so you can have more of a tax-free retirement. Perfect. Um, yeah, we'll send you that, and we'll send you our 2021 uh, Great Lakes calendar. There you go. So you can do it a couple of ways, folks. You can reach out to him, shoot him an email at matt at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. That's matt, M-A-T-T, at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com for the book and the calendar, or call him at 989-401-2949. That's 989-401-2949. So get your end-of-year planning underway or the beginning of the new year planning. Uh, you don't have to wait for the holidays to end and take to take a little action and do a little something for yourself and your retirement. And that's going to do it this week for us here on the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, iHeart, Stitcher, so on and so forth. If you have an iPhone, for example, Apple Podcasts is probably right there on your device already. comes pre-installed. Just open it up and type in Mondays with Matt in the search box. You should find the app, or excuse me, the podcast will come up. I believe you hit the heart button to subscribe to it. It's just that easy. Uh, of course, you could share that with folks who might benefit from the message as well. Or you could just find it all at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. This has been Mondays with Matt with Matt Starkey of Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. Thank you, my friend. I hope you have a good week, and I'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you, Mark. We'll see you next time here on Mondays with Matt with Matt Starkey. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.